0: Hello and welcome back to Ask a Monk Now I'd like to answer a question uh, about pain in meditation When you feel a great amount of pain during your meditation is it necessary to um, sit still and ensure that you never move If a person moves, is there something wrong with that or is the point of meditation to be able to uh, not move Is it wrong practice if you move your your body and this is a very simple question with a very simple answer but it actually has some profound implications so I'm going to take a little bit of time to answer it in, in, in some detail the simple answer first is, is yes indeed you can move there's, there's nothing intrinsically wrong with moving your body you know we move it all the time the problem here of course that we have to understand is that moving based on pain creates aversion towards the pain now, the the that's that's very all very well in theory. You know, the, you you shouldn't move because if you move, you're you're moving based on aversion. But it can actually go the other way, where you crush your your aversion to the pain and you you, you force yourself to sit. In fact, creating um, more tension and and more stress because you 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 there's the forcing. You no, know? there's the not there's the, the um, not complying with nature and in fact sometimes nature dictates that it's necessary to move uh, the the appropriate reaction the physical reaction is to move once you get on in the meditation there, this will change first of all there'll be less pain second of all it will be it will bring less stress and tension And less of a desire to move. The pain will become just another sensation, and the mind won't say something's wrong or feel that something's wrong. It will just see it as a sensation and be content with it and not upset by it. So you won't need to move. Now, in the beginning, this isn't the case. In the beginning, it it brings more stress and tension and, and really great problems. So, what we should do is be mindful of it. And when it first comes, we should certainly try to be as mindful of it as possible and and not move without immediately moving our bodies because this is a great teacher for us and this is what I'd like to get into but the the basic technique is to say to ourselves pain, pain, pain just quietly, not not out loud but in the mind just focusing on the pain and reminding ourselves hey this is just pain, there's nothing wrong with it it's not a negative experience, there's nothing intrinsically bad about pain. It's, you know, in term, the universe really doesn't care whether you're in pain or not and so it's not something that is intrinsically negative. Um, what is negative is your negative reactions to it, your anger, your frustration, your thinking that it's bad, that it's a problem, that you have to do something about it. So when you see it simply as pain and all of that goes away. This is really the truth, it's something that you should try. You know, these videos are not meant to just be, oh, that sounds nice, I agree with that, and then you go, go home or go back to Facebook or whatever. These are something you should put into practice. So when, when, when I say this, you know, try it and, and, and find out for yourself because it really has, has wonderful consequences. Any kind of pain that you come up with in your life, suddenly it's no longer a great problem or a great you know, difficulty. It's something that you can deal with with mindfulness and, and, and clarity and wisdom and not have to suffer from. Once that becomes too much, in the beginning that's very difficult to do and you're not really mindful, you're mostly at pain, pain and you're really angry about it anyway. So saying pain isn't really acknowledging, It's it's reinforcing the anger and the hate. No, so... When it gets to that point where it's overwhelming and you feel like you have to move, then just move mindfully. You can lift your leg by moving, your hand moving. Say to yourself, moving, placing, or or grasping, lifting, moving, placing. or, Or you can just move your leg without, you know, if you're sitting in this position, just lifting, moving, placing. Just do it mindfully and it becomes a meditation. Because eventually our whole life should become meditation. We should try to be as mindful as we can in our daily lives. When we eat, we're mindful. When we drink, we're mindful. Everything we do, we know what we're doing. We move our hands, it should be moving, moving, shaking. When we talk, we should know that we're talking. What is this feeling? Are my lips moving? Even to that extent, you can be mindful. When you're listening, you can say hearing, hearing, and acknowledging the sound, and, and you'll find that you really understand the meaning much better. And you get less caught up in your own emotions and judgments and so on. So, this is the the basic technique. Now, the theory behind pain uh, and how it's such a good teacher, is that eventually pain is one of the, the 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 most the best teachers that we have, because pain is something that we don't like. It's it's our aversion. It's it's our our problem. You no, know? it's um. If, if it weren't for pain, if it weren't for things like pain, then we, we we would never need to practice meditation. We would never think to come and practice meditation. Why would we? What's the point? You know, wasting all this time when we can be out enjoying life. But the problem is that in our life, it's not all fun and games. And in fact, our clinging leads us to have suffering because we don't like certain things. We're, we're not content with thinking about the good things and... So when a bad thing comes, it makes us angry because it's not what we want and so on. So what we're basically doing here is learning how to, how to, um, how to live with it and how to, to see it for what it is and see it simply as another experience, not as a bad thing and not seeing other things as good things. And so the, the theory here is that most people understand, it, it, it has to do with how people understand suffering. Um, an ordinary person understands suffering to be and suffering here is the, of course the big um, elephant in the room it's what we as Buddhists um, deal with it's what, what we talk about, what we teach and yet always have very a great amount of difficulty talking about but most this is because most people understand suffering to be the pain Suffering to be a feeling. This is Bud Buddha, Buddha said dukkha Vedana. Dukkha Vedana means dukkha is suffering, Vedana is the feeling. So we understand dukkha to be a Vedana, to be a feeling that you get. You know, you get this feeling, that's dukkha, that's suffering. You get that feeling, that's suffering. You get another feeling and it's not suffering. So we, we 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 categorize our our experiences. This one is suffering, this one is not suffering. And as a result our um, uh, our means of of overcoming suffering, of being free from suffering, is to find a way to only have these experiences and to never have these experiences. This, you know, doesn't that sound normal? That sounds, yeah, that's how we get rid of suffering. That's because that's what we're told, that's what we're taught, and it's totally false. It's totally wrong. It's the the, the wrong way to deal with suffering. But this is how we do. Why is it wrong? Okay, so you have you know pain in the, in the leg, you move your, your leg. And then you have pain in the back, and so then you have to stretch your back. And then you have pain in your head, and so you have to take a, a, a pill for the pain. Then you have pain you know, here, pain there, and you have to take another pill, or you have to get an operation, or so on and so on. And all this time, you're developing more and more aversion to the pain until eventually it becomes totally overwhelming. Now, when a person takes a, a pill for a headache, really what they're doing is reaffirming their aversion towards the pain. And as a result, it's going to be worse next time. It's going to, um, yeah, it's going to be worse and worse and worse. Be- not because the pain changes, but because our attitude towards it is, is reaffirmed as being, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, 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 until it becomes totally unbearable. These things are not static. Craving is not static. It, it builds. It turns into a habit. It changes our whole vibration in that direction, and 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 it changes the world around us as well. Uh, anger does as well. Aversion does as well. We become totally averse to these things and unable to bear bear them. Uh, so, what would we come to see? And the reason why we come to practice meditation is is the second type of suffering that the Buddha said, and the dukkha sambhava. Sambhava means uh, reality of suffering that. Suffering is a fact. You can't escape it. It's 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 um, reality. It's a part of reality. And this is like getting old is a part of reality. Getting sick is a part of reality. Dying is a part of reality. So these um, these methods of overcoming suffering, or or these these ways of avoiding the the unpleasant part of reality, are 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 temporary. Are 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 ineffective because it's there it's a part of life it's not going to go away you're not going to be to remove it you know, you're not going to get rid of sickness you're not going to get rid of old age you're not going to get rid of death these things are going to come to you and it's this realization when we have a situation that we can't overcome people who have migraine headaches they've taken every pill and nothing works people who uh, are mourning a person who passed away they, they, can, take, they can drink or they can whatever But nothing works, and they're still sad, they're still thinking about the person, nothing works. When a person gets to this point, this is most often when they begin to practice meditation. When they get to the point where they realize they're totally on the wrong path, when they realize that this uh, reaffirmation of greed, anger, delusion is totally dragging them down in the wrong path and is not helping their reactions towards suffering, their ways of dealing with suffering are ineffective this is the second realize the second type of suffering it's a very important realization because that's what leads us that's what leads to the conclusion that we have to do something people say why do you meditate what's the point wasting your time uh, well those people have not yet realized. this is what they haven't yet realized for a person who has realized that you, know, you can't really escape it you know you can say i go out and party and be happy i've tried it and i have no i'm not able to escape suffering in the way you pretend or you think you're able to. Uh, my experience is that suffering is a part of life. It's something that we either learn to deal with or we, uh, or we suffer more and more and more. Uh, it gets worse and worse and worse. So we find a way. So this is when we come to practice meditation. When we come to practice meditation, we realize the third truth, the third type of suffering, you know, the third way of, of understanding this word suffering. And this is that suffering is inherent in, in all things uh, Just as heat is inherent in fire yeah, you know, There's no fire that is not hot Fire is, is hot That's, that's you know, Well, in, in a conventional sense, fire is hot uh, By the same token, all things in, in the world Anything that arises is suffering And what we mean by this is just as fire is hot If you hold on to it, it burns you when something arises and you cling to it it makes you suffer why this happens is basically what i've been saying when it's something good you cling to it as good and then it disappears when it disappears you're unhappy you're looking for it you're because there's still the wanting there's still the clinging in your mind and in fact you cultivate it and develop it and it it comes up again and again i want this i want this i like this i like this when it's gone uh, the, the craving doesn't go away the experience is, is gone and who, who knows when it will come back if it's an unpleasant experience the craving a, aversion go away go away and pushing it away with this method or that method makes it worse and so on when we practice meditation we come to realize that oh, they're, they're, these things are not really going to make me happy clinging to good things is not going to make me happy why? because they come and they go They they arise and they cease. If my happiness depends on that, how can I ever hope to be happy? If, say, my happiness depends on this person, you you come to realize that that person is only experiences. You hear something and that's that person. You see something and that's that person. You think of something and that's that person. But all of those experiences are impermanent and they're, they're, they're uncertain. You don't know whether they're going to say something good to you. Maybe someone you love says something bad to you and you suffer from it. And the realization that it's not sure. There's no person there that's wonderful. There's a bunch of experiences waiting to happen, and those experiences will not all be pleasant. When the person dies, if they're a loved one, then that will be a very unpleasant thing. This real- realization we come to through our meditation practice, even just watching you know, our own body, watching the rising and falling on the stomach, coming to see that every single thing that arises has to pass away. It comes and it goes coming to see that we do it even with our stomach rising and falling oh now it's smooth and then we like it and then suddenly it changes and it's rough and and, and uncomfortable and we can't really find it and we're angry and upset even this very stupid simple object of the stomach can teach us everything we need to know about reality because it it shows us our mind it shows us our the way we project and, and, and the way we relate to things and make more out of things than they actually are uh, through the meditation practice will come to break down people, break down things and experiences into individual uh, phenomena that arise and cease and come and go. And so as a result we see that that none of them are pleasant or, or, or none of them are, are satisfying. And this is what it means by suffering, that our happiness should never depend on these things. It depends on a person, that person doesn't exist. It's just experiences coming to see that our, our relationship with the person is just through experiences which are never going to satisfy us. They're only going to, the only thing they can possibly do is bring more clinging and craving and dissatisfaction and the need for more and so on. And we will never truly be at peace with ourselves. People think that they will, but you can look at those people and see that they're not really truly at peace with themselves. And through the meditation we come to see this. And so we come to gain true peace for ourselves. As you as you see these things, you know, you'll know you see things arising, even just the stomach coming and going, and you'll see the clinging and the, how, how useless it is to cling to it, to be this way or that way because it's changing. You see it coming and going and that it's not under your control. You see impermanence, suffering, non-self, these three characteristics. As this goes on, the fourth type of suffering, or the fourth um, way of understanding suffering comes to you, and that is as the truth. And this is what we call, you know, you hear about the noble truth, the noble truth of suffering. And this is the realization that we're hoping for. This realization, it's not, it's not a good, it's not um, satisfying. These are not going to make me happy. This realization is the fourth type of way of understanding suffering. Uh, Is really the consummation of the Buddha's teaching. It's this, you know, starting to see things, seeing things coming and going, oh, this isn't satisfying, that is... And you just realize at some point that this isn't the way to find happiness. It's not intellectual, of course. I'm just, you know, putting words to it. But it's suddenly a boom. The mind just says, "No," and the mind gives up. The mind lets go. And at that point, there's you know, freedom. The mind is released, and you can enter. You enter into this state of of, uh, of of total freedom, which really there's no experience at all. There's no seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, or even thinking. You're not even aware. It's like uh, kind of like falling asleep, but it's total peace. And when you come back, you, you realize, wow, I just totally let go. You know, There was no um, arising of anything at that point. And uh, this is you what know, we call nirvana, this, this realization. And then a person starts to realize this, and uh, looking around and seeing that their happiness can't come from anything outside of themselves. And so they cultivate this more and more and more. And start to see the truth more and more and more, and, and and eventually are able to become totally free from suffering. So, but the point being that it's this realization you know, when you talk about nirvana and so on. And this see for yourself. You no, know? the Buddha's teaching is to see for yourself. But the point, which I think everyone can understand, is that we we have to see this reality. We have to really grasp this that we're not going to find happiness in the things outside of ourselves, and that uh, these these phenomena that arise they're, 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 there's no good that can come from clinging even in terms of aversion there's no good that comes from um, you know, wanting to escape it or, or wanting to even force yourself to sit still in this case so it's a very simple question with a very simple answer but it, here are the profound implications to do with suffering that help us to understand why it is that we might want to sit through it sometimes and if we can get that through through our head then you know sometimes we can sit through it we say you know yeah I want to move but it's not really a big deal it's not going to kill me and I'm, I'm going to l- learn something here and as you do that you'll see how your mind works you'll see the craving and the, you know, the aversion and you see how the phenomenon works and how it arises and ceases and see that there's no good that comes from being angry about it or upset about it. You don't feel happier, it doesn't solve the problem, it creates more aversion. Moving your foot doesn't solve the problem, it's a temporary solution to kind of ease the pressure when it's too much for you. But eventually, it's, it's, you're, you're just going to, you know, say, why would I move my foot again? I've moved my foot ten times already, it didn't solve the problem, and eventually you give that up. And you say, well, I'll just sit through it. That's what happens in meditation when you go to an intensive course. In the beginning... The pain here, you say, okay, I can fix that. And you put a pillow under here, and then this one, and then you put a pillow under here, and then here you put a pillow, and here you put a pillow. Until eventually you just say, "Oh, this it, it's not working. It's not solving the problem. And you give up. And that's the realization that we're striving for. You realize that more and more and more. Eventually you'll realize that that's the truth. That that's the truth of reality. And you'll let go and, and not cling. So, this is my... Uh, discussion of the truth of suffering in the Buddha's teaching. Thanks for tuning in and I wish you all the best that you're all able to put this into practice and, and try your best to become patient and be able to overcome your attachments and aversions and suffering and find true peace, happiness and freedom from suffering. So all the best.